Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 316, Talking Turkey with Doc Weddle. And I am your co-host and the guy with the itchy trigger finger. And I am your co-host and the guy who literally had turkey soup yesterday. All right. I saw a picture of that turkey soup. That looked pretty good. It was good. Used a gobbler breast from Minnesota and cooked him in the homemade gobbler stock that I made out of my fall gobbler. Mm -hmm. It was all turkey. Yeah. And it was very, very good. I say literally because, you know, we have turkey soup episodes on here often, but this was quite literally turkey soup, and it was very good, Mm -hmm. especially with the homemade stock. Yeah, and and that Minnesota turkey, I bet that was some sweet turkey soup. Oh, it was delicious. Yeah, because that was a sweet turkey. He was. He was a cool bird for sure, and I'm assuming your trigger finger isn't about deer season. It's got to be about turkey season, right? Actually, deer season, gun deer season, well, it's actually in right this second in Alabama. Muzzleloader season is in, but I don't 
see me being able to sneak away to muzzleloader hunt right now just because of work. But rifle season will start Saturday morning at daylight, and I've got to smell some gunpowder burn. <laughs> I would say I've got to get some meat for the freezer, but I actually don't have to. I have a lot of deer meat left over from last year, and so we're going to start wearing some of that out here at the house. I put Tammy on notice and said, we're having deer meat for breakfast, we're having deer meat for lunch, and we're having deer meat for dinner. I could get on with that diet. Yeah, so... We're going to get after it here soon, but yeah, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed, and I'm no expert on this, so if any of you guys listening to the show are, hit me up. Let's have a phone conversation. You can shoot me an email at andy at iamturkeyhunting.com, but I am Saturday at lunch going to build my first hog trap because I have hogs on my property down south of Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And I need to get rid of as many of those as I can. So I'm putting a trap in. It's a corral-style trap. I've seen, oh, probably 10 or 12 videos on YouTube about those now. And I feel pretty confident that I can build one pretty easily. I've already gotten the materials to build that. But if any of you guys have any experience with them, hit me up. I'm all ears. So I might have some hog meat here before too long, too. Sweet. I hope you kill them all. Me too. Me too. So we have an awesome guest and an awesome interview to share with you guys today. Yeah, first, first time guest. First timer. Yeah. First timer, and we broke out the rapid fire Q&A on him. Yeah. So that was fun, getting back to doing that. I just kind of got away from doing it with guys like Preston, who you know, has done it two or three times already and that kind of thing. So it was good to circle back around and do that. But we have today for you guys, Tom Doc Weddle. And for those of you who do not know who Doc Weddle is, he is the king of super slams. Super. Super slams. And he, well, he knows a thing or two about traveling. He knows a thing or two about killing turkeys. He knows a thing or two about traveling and killing turkeys. And we talk about a good bit of that today, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we kind of just cover all the bases with him, get to know mm-hmm. Doc, and get to learn about him and his exploits. You know, maybe we'll have him on in, in the future again to target a specific topic. But I think it was fun just getting to know him with, with this interview. Yeah, no doubt. So rather than you and I talk about Doc, let's let Doc talk. Yeah, let's hop into it. But before... Before we do, could could you tell me just how many more days I have to wait, Andy? Please. Well, we are only 121 days, 11 hours, 8 minutes, and 16 seconds away from the season opener. Oh man! Isn't you know that awesome? that's just too that's just too long. So I think we ought to go kill a turkey in 85 days, 14 hours, and 12 minutes in Utah. I just got goosebumps hearing you say that. (laughs) Oh, I'm ready, man. It's closing in. 85 is not that big of a number. No, it's not. And actually, 121 is not all that big of a number. Yeah, we're we're closing in. It's crazy, but we're getting there. And so I hope talking to Doc, it's going to get everybody fired up about turkey season this year. And now we know how long it's going to be. What do you say we hop in here? Yep. Listen in closely, and we'll see you on the other side. 
Hey everybody, I am excited to tell you that I have on the line with me today, Cameron Weddington, of course, and the one and only Doc Weddle. And today we're going to be talking about wild turkey. I don't know if you guys knew that that was going to be the topic of the day or not, since this is the Turkey Hunter podcast, where we're going to talk about turkeys and turkey hunting. So we're just going to basically just, you know, Cameron and I really just decided this is going to be the Seinfeld episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast. It's going to be <laughs> the show about nothing except turkeys and turkey hunting. We don't have a topic per se that we're going to cover. So this could either be the best show ever based on what rabbit hole we go down or you know I, I hate to say it doc because it won't be because of you it would be because of me and cameron could be the worst show ever <laughs> so just have to yeah so you guys listening do not judge doc based on this show unless it's the best one ever and then it's all doc <laughs> If it's the worst one, it's Cameron. I'll take that. I'll take those odds. So, yeah, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah. So let's do this. I would imagine there's maybe one or two people out there in the turkey hunting world that don't know about you. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, and where you live currently. And I don't want you to get too much in depth with all of that because the surprise question that I have for you is coming up after this. But all right, just give us a little background. Where are you from? Where do you live now? How did you get your start turkey hunting? And tell us a little bit about where you are in the turkey hunting world. Well, I'm just an old honyock, a term used around Indiana a lot. Just, a, <laughs> just an ordinary guy. Got lucky. Got introduced to turkey hunting fairly late in life. I was 23 before I ever saw a turkey or heard a turkey or killed a turkey. Hunted all my life. Hunted ducks and squirrel and deer and grouse and everything else. Fished all the time, but turkeys were, weren't around when I was growing up. But uh, I was lucky to run into a couple guys that were addicted to the sport and it they passed it on to me and the rest is history. Uh, I live in Indiana, southern Indiana distinctly different from the rest of the state it's beautiful one of the prettiest places in the country and mm -hmm. uh, we've got a lot of turkeys and uh, that's about it so you've killed a super slam or two or three or almost four haven't you <laughs> yeah i've completed three i'm five states away from the fourth <laughs> yeah when i think about the super slam Doc Weddle's one of the first names that comes to my mind. I mean, he's the original like guy who's done that multiple times. Well, that's just a that's just a happenstance. I just happen to be the luckiest guy in the world. I got a boss that lets me have three months off every spring. So, what else am I going to do? I'm going to turkey hunt, and, and I can't just hunt one state. So I hunt five or ten or twelve or fourteen or whatever. <laughs> uh -huh. Heck yeah! So what? I mean, is there an end goal in sight other than death with this thing or are you just going to keep traveling and and hunting and marking states off the list is i mean it, it, you're you're doing this just basically for the same reason that probably everyone else is doing it for the challenge and because you're addicted yeah yeah i can't i can't imagine my life going any other direction um 
as long as I can keep a somewhat affording to, to do it, yeah, I'm going to keep chasing after him, and I'm going to focus my life around being able to do it all spring long. The things I've been able to see and experience, and uh, and all around the country, is just incomparable to anything else that I could even dream of doing. So, gosh, why would I ever want to stop? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I certainly relate. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and the, and the people you run into and meet, the fellow turkey hunters and the camaraderie and the friendships and the and the loves you develop, you know, it's just, it's just, I can't think of anything better to do, or any better way to to live my life. Yeah. I've I've met some, and I know you have too. I'm sure you have. I've met some just amazing people, whether they're turkey hunters or not, in my journey yeah. to complete my first one. And so, you know, we, oh, <laughs> he. Be, being me and my buddies have that are on this this super slam adventure together we can just throw out a name and then the stories just start flying about that person yeah you know, whether they're just salt of the earth good folks or just loony as can be yeah yeah we're, we're all half nuts really let me throw one quick question to you guys where are you both at so this is andy and i am 35 states in nice and I've been working on it very, very casually for, I guess you could say, really from the, the first state I ventured out, which was really in pursuit of my Grand Slam and not a Super Slam, but that would have been yeah. 2002. I'm on state, I just killed in state 18 this fall, and I've been doing it for about three years now. So my goal is to catch Andy. <laughs> He'll do it pretty quickly too. He's uh, yeah. At that pace, you'll get there pretty quick. Absolutely. If I can have more springs like last spring. I'll I'll be there sooner than you think. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't all come that well, good. I'll just, so. I'll just tell you guys one thing that I tell everybody that that I meet that does this: take your time and enjoy the ride. It, it's the trip, not the destination. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm going to agree with that more when I finish the first one and. <laughs> But I can tell you as I've gotten older and and been doing this, I have been enjoying it more and, you know, been taking a little bit of time. Now, you know, I'm not taking away on hunting time, but I have been putting forth an effort to go and do some of the things in some of the parts of the country that I'm in that I would not have done 10 or 15 years ago when I was younger. Exactly. The first of the, you know, the first one I completed, I was in a hurry to get it, get there. And it, it's, you know, you drive all night, you get there to a new destination, someplace you've never even been, but you've studied it, you know where you're going to hunt, and you get in there two hours before daylight, and you nap a little bit before the sun starts coming up, and then a turkey gobbles, and if you're lucky enough to kill him right off the bat, then you're back in your vehicle, and you're driving on, and you haven't experienced anything that of what that state's got to offer. You've yeah. just killed a turkey, and, and you've missed out on some of it. And that's, that's easy for me to say now in the, in the the at the spot where I'm at, but uh, it's so much more enjoyable to spend three or four or five days in a state and learn what learn its particular flavor and what it's got to offer other things to see other things to do you know absolutely yeah i, I kind of remorsefully say that i have been within a two-hour drive of mount rushmore three different times on this journey and have yet to see it right 
And if you're that close to Mount Rushmore, you're that close to Crazy Horse Mountain, which is even more impressive. Mm. It's a uh, it it Mount Rushmore can fit in Crazy Horse's armpit. It's mm. like it's huge. It's amazing. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I definitely identify with the first scenario you described a little more at this stage in my journey. I'm, I'm as soon as he hits the ground, I'm in the car headed somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. we've all been there, done that. Yeah. But, I'm still young, so I'm hoping I can knock one out quick, and then maybe I can do as you were saying and really go back and enjoy some of these states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everywhere you go, you know, all the all the states I've hunted, uh, every state has got something really beautiful about it, unique about it. It's worth going back and seeing. And uh, I just, I just thank my lucky stars for all the all the things that I've been able to see and experience around the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very good. So speaking of these trips around the country and these hunts that you've been on, how many books have you written about your experiences? So I've far? written two so far. I'm working on a third. Okay. Good. Um, Tell us a little bit about those. Well, they're really just, I've always kept a journal. Every day I've ever turkey hunted, I've written down, I, I keep track of it in a journal. Since the day I started turkey hunting, I started carrying a journal with me and, and uh, jotting down notes and, and pertinent facts that might help me become a better turkey hunter as time went by. And, you know, then, and I would elaborate on, on detail on the hunt itself. And then after some time, I thought, well, why don't I just put it all down in book? So my books are basically a chronological yeah. rendition of my life as a turkey hunter. The first one, of course, starts out a little bit before that. There's a few, you know, my upbringing and things like that. But it all leads into the turkey hunting. And, and, and now it's just the second one is just a continuation of the first one. And the third one will be a continuation. I think the third one will take me up through about 2006. So I've still got some other, other uh, ones in the, in the works. Yeah. You got some hope, catching up to do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's it, the sales price on your personal journal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's negotiable. Negotiable. <laughs> yeah. I also have a bunch of topographic maps you might be interested in. <laughs> oh, I yeah, now we're talking. They got a few marks on them you might find in it. Uh huh. <laughs> A few marks and a few drops of blood. Yeah. Yeah, we used to, you know, back in the early days when I first started turkey hunting, um, you know, topographic maps were the thing, uh, paper topographic maps. I mean, that's that's what that's how we did it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was introducing an older friend of ours to, to the sport of turkey hunting, and we, we were mentoring, me and my buddy were mentoring and, you know, easing him along. And we got he got to the point where, it was time to send him out on his own and let him experience, you know, the the hardships and the joys that come from, from hunting by yourself. And uh, so I gave him one of my topographic maps and I said, you guard this with your life. It had a lot of, it had a lot of little marks on it. X's here and circles there and things, <laughs> different notes. So he, he had his hunt and didn't do any good or whatever. And uh, had, he lived north of here several hours and so he had to go back to work well the next weekend i was out hunting where he'd been as part of the national forest and i took you know we told him where to go and where to where to hunt and everything and i'm walking down the trail and i look down and there's a piece of a top topographic map laying in the trail 
and I pick it up, and it's got little red X's and oh, O's. Yeah. <laughs> it was a piece of my map. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, we uh, we chastised Steve at great length about not guarding that map with his life. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, at least he didn't use the rest of it for toilet paper like one of my buddies would have done. So <laughs> He might have. <laughs> so you never got that map back? No, no, never got that that map back. Well, he died uh, the next year and, and uh, never never got the map back. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Mm. So for those who are listening who would want to buy a book, what's the best way for them to buy one or both or all of your copies of both books from you? And I like Will you sign those for them? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like, I like to sell them from my house just so I can sign them and personalize them to, to the purchasers. My address is P.O. Box 7281 in uh, Bloomington, Indiana, 47407. And they're $25 per copy for the paperbacks and $35 for the hardcovers, all postage included. Very yeah, cool. I, I, if you buy them on Amazon, I, I, I don't ever see those books. They're printed on demand, and I, and I can't sign them. So I like to sell them from here. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, very good. Well, you guys be sure a couple of books from Doc and let him know that you heard him on the Turkey Hunter podcast and ask him to sign those for you. I do not think you'll be disappointed. In... You won't be. I've read them both. They were fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So, well, let's, here's the surprise question I have for you. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, here here we go. So I do this thing on the show, or I have in the past and have not done it in quite a while, that I call the rapid fire Q&A. And it okay. is 55 questions, just general questions, no science, no math, no history, none of that hard stuff, but just general questions about turkeys and turkey hunting. And what I've done in the past is put a timer on and time the people that I run through and ask these questions to. And so it's just a friendly little competition. Right now, I have to look to see who is in the lead because it's been a while since I've done it. So it looks like Tony Reynolds holds the current record on these 25 questions with a time of two minutes and 45.11 seconds. So record being the the shortest time to answer the 25 questions. That's correct. So are you up for the challenge? Is this something you want to give a shot? <laughs> oh, sure. Why not? <laughs> All right. So is this going to give... I'm kind of long-winded, though. I don't know if I can give short answers. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to give short answers if you don't want to. <laughs> that is very true. I had Will Primos on the show, and I went through... I can't remember. I'd have to look up to... to know what will's time was but it was well over four minutes i think it was close to five minutes and he said i don't care about the time i want to spend the time answering the questions (laughs) (laughs) exactly so if you are ready i'm going to press start as soon as i start the first question and we'll rip through these as quick as i can read them and you can answer them all right have at it okay wild turkey grilled baked or fried Wild turkey on the rocks, neat with cola or with water. Straight out of the bottle. Number of grand slams. Uh, thirty-two. Have you ever killed a bearded hen? Yes. Have you ever killed a Jake? Yes. 
Do you prefer a 10-minute successful hunt on a two-year-old or a four-hour long hunt with a clean miss on a four-year-old bird? Marathon all the way. Favorite camo pattern? Um, the original mossy oak. Wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog? Oh, dinner. They're my favorite part. More or less than five strikers in your vest? Less. Three. The state you killed your first turkey in? Indiana. The state you killed your last turkey in? Uh, Pennsylvania. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Mm. Uh, sit in the blind. Rios or Osceolas? Osceolas. Osceolas or Easterns? Easterns. Easterns or Merriams? Easterns. Fields turkeys or woods turkeys? Woods all the way. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight or beads? Beads. Rubber boots, leather boots or snake boots? Leather boots. Favorite place you ever hunted? Uh, Hawaii. Most turkeys you've ever killed in a season? 20. Least number of turkeys you've ever killed in a season? None. Out of all the hunted, which state has the most uncooperative turkeys? Mmm, Delaware. If you only knew how to imitate one turkey sound to call turkeys, what would it be? Oh, just a yelp. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a turkey caller do you think you are? Mmm, seven. Favorite turkey hunting book? Uh, Gene Nunnery, um, the old pro turkey hunter. Who taught you how to turkey hunt? A guy named Bill Madden. Think of the toughest turkey you have ever hunted. Did you ever kill him? Yeah, it was eight hour, eight hour duel. Do you prefer long, sharp spurs or long, thick beards? Spurs. The biggest mistake new turkey hunters make? Impatience. How long does turkey season last in heaven and what is the bag limit? <laughs> indefinite and indefinite. <laughs> I like both of those answers. And, and maybe one day I'll find out. Not too soon, though. Not too soon. Yeah, uh, hopefully. Three minutes, 18 seconds, or 18.81 seconds. That's pretty strong. Pretty strong. Yeah. That's, uh, I like well, those I answers, too. They were into, I was tempted to turn it into an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, those are questions just to give people a little bit of a little, you know, I like to say they're questions that people might get answered hanging around you around the campfire or, yeah. you know, maybe at the hunting Talk camp over the weekend, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, we cover about all, all the subjects you can think of around the campfire. Yeah. That's my favorite time. Yeah, no doubt. So I'm going to ask a follow-up question on the who taught you how to turkey hunt. So tell me a little bit about this fellow that taught yeah. you. Well, I told you, I, I said Bill Madden, but Bill didn't really teach me how to turkey hunt he was more like my inspiration bill was a was a contemporary of my dad my dad uh, was the manager of uh, the largest reservoir in indiana and worked for the dnr his whole life and bill was a uh, was a contemporary of my dad and he was the only guy I, I knew even when i was young this guy just knew wildlife he was a wildlife biologist and he knew more about critters and how they thought and acted and why and you know, taught me how to trap and, you know, taught me to think like, like, like the game I was pursuing. Uh, he was just a fascinating guy. And he was the only guy I'd ever heard about turkey hunting. He was hunting in Missouri and Arkansas back in the 60s, probably early 60s. And so when I was trapping up where he worked, three hours north of here at a big fish and wildlife area was where he was stationed at. And I was trapping that, that place, that swamp one year, and I would just sit and listen to him. And he would invariably, he had, he had, a, he had a 
tail of a big gobbler behind his desk. And, uh, you know, I'd sit and talk to him about trapping, but I'm always, I'm staring up at that tail and it's like, wow. And, and the stories would turn to turkey hunting. And so he really lit the fire and got me enthused, but he was old then and past his, past his turkey hunting days. It was just stories by then. And so I would really had to learn it by the school of hard knocks. I had a, I had a wildlife biologist who was closer to my age and he invited me to go with them and but it was you know we're going to camp here and then you go out so on your own and so it really i i learned it i'm self-taught yeah we we shared a lot of stories and compared notes around the campfire after the hunt and just like we do today but i i learned to hunt solo and i prefer to hunt solo so for good or bad i've, I've done myself yeah well i gotta say it's good because i basically did the same thing i learned it Learned it the hard way, and, you know, I'm stubborn enough to where I wasn't going to quit. I was going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. And Well, my first turkey I killed is a perfect example of that. I, The first day I ever turkey hunted, I didn't hear a gobble, but I I had heard a turkey fly up to roost the night before. I had, At this point, I had never even seen a turkey, and uh, heard these turkey, this turkey fly up. And the next morning, I just kind of sat where I thought I should sit and sure enough turkey flew down and they walked right in it was a hen and a jake and I as soon as I saw that beard on that jake oh my gosh that's a legal turkey and I missed him from about six or seven yards Been there, that was that. my first experience of the day and then for the next few days uh, I just I didn't know what I was doing I had no clue and didn't still hadn't even heard a turkey gobble and I I was just bound and determined by then, you know, by then it was in my blood. Even mm-hmm. though I hadn't heard one gobble yet, it was in my blood. And so I took off and hiked three miles back into the, the Hoosier National Forest, back into an isolated spot that looked good on a topographic map. And I just, it was just, I was going to stay there until I killed a turkey or the season ended. I took my camping gear and a backpack and headed on in. The next morning, I got lucky and got onto a gobbler that anybody could have killed. (laughs) (laughs) But I I shot him in the middle of a pouring thunderstorm. I mean, it was raining so hard. When that turkey walked in out of that wall of water, it was cascading down on both of us. He walked in out of that and shook like a dog at about 20 yards. Oh, my gosh. By then, I was definitely hooked. He had gobbled probably 200 times before that. So uh, I got a good start right then. Yeah. But it was it was perseverance and, and hard-headedness, and I'm not going to let this sport beat me. I'm going to I'm gonna learn it. And that's, yeah. that's what I owe turkey to. Yeah. Well, and I, I made one slip up when I was telling you that about me. I said I, I was going to stick with it until I figured it out. Well, I still haven't figured it out, but I'm still figuring it it out and loving every yeah, second we of all, it. yeah yeah uh, not a day goes by that i don't screw up 15 20 times that's just part of tur- that is turkey hunting it is yeah <laughs> it is it's amazing that we ever do kill one when you consider all of the decisions that have to be right yeah to actually or less yeah yeah or to actually see one much less get a chance to squeeze the trigger on one and so you know it's why we keep going as all those things is, yeah. you know, what keeps us there. So it's like golf. It only takes one 
good shot in a round of golf to keep you coming back. The same same way with turkey hunting. All you got to do is do one thing right, and it keeps you coming, keeps you keeps you looking forward. Yeah. Did you you said Delaware was the state you thought the most hard headed turkeys were? Is that right? I don't know. I gave you that answer real quick. Um, I've had I've had hard hunts for turkeys in every state. I've had easy hunts for turkeys in every state. It's hard to. I don't think any state is in particularly more hard or more easy than any other. I think, other than the fact, I think Rios are about as easy as they get. So any state that has Rios can be fairly easy. Now that said, I've had tough hunts for Rios too. Yeah. I don't know. That, that was that's a hard one. To, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. With with conviction. Are there any states that you would say, like for traveling wise, like you know maybe drawing a tag or just the sheer lack of public land or something? Are there any states that are you would say are pretty difficult to get on an annual basis kind of thing oh yeah yeah there you go right there delaware when i first started flying for delaware you had to first go to delaware before the season and then attend a turkey hunting uh seminar to get certified and then then i had you had to come back and the first time i drew a tag there there weren't very many very many turkeys on the public land it was really miserable that's changed in years since. It's pretty darn good now, but now it's a lot harder to draw a tag. Nevada, perfect example. They gave out, I believe, six turkey non-resident turkey tags the first year I drew one out there. Wow, um, that's that's pretty low odds. <laughs> yeah, and, it's pretty, and, and there aren't a whole heck of a lot of turkeys in the whole state. There are some in some on some private ground, but as far as public ground goes, that's that's the toughest one to draw a tag. Arizona Gould. I've been applying. I just got notified last week that I failed in their draw again. That's um, eight years in a row. I failed to draw a tag there. Now, you can draw a, a tag in the rest of the state fairly easily, but trying to, as a non-resident, trying to draw a Gould's tag is just about impossible. Yeah. Those are those are probably three of the of the toughest ones in the country. With that Gould's tag, do you have to you have to buy an Arizona license to apply, don't you? Yeah. Every year, hundred and sixty bucks just yeah. for the honor of applying in their lottery. Holy cow! That well, Arizona's is... making good money then. I I would <laughs> use I would use a little stronger language than holy cow, but yeah, I get your I get your drift. <laughs> yeah, that's it's my in... stuff. In my opinion, that's the smartest move that a state can make if they want to keep out-of-state hunters out of out of state and not let them come to that state, and they want to raise some money. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Um, it's definitely making for years some money. Years, Indiana didn't let non-residents hunt for years and years, and uh, but they do now, and and our and our licenses are are pretty expensive. Yeah. I think that's another way to keep non-residents down without without specifically saying no, you're not welcome to hunt, to hunt here. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to hunt here. You just have to pay us a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've never begrudged spending money in a state. You know, I know those funds go to a good cause. They yeah. they hire wildlife biologists, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but my gosh, it's <laughs> getting a little ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. I spent a lot of money in there for nothing. So talking about Nevada, 
I, I was having a similar conversation with Buds, and he, he said, yeah, you know, Nevada's, Nevada's tough, Delaware's tough because of the, the draw situation. And he said, hey, if you're going to Nevada, buying a landowner's tag is the way to go. Do you agree it's with that? It's definitely a way to go. It's a, it's, I, I like to hunt public land. Everywhere I've, I've killed turkeys on public land in every state other than North Dakota, and I can't hunt public land in North Dakota, so I had to hunt an Indian reservation. But my goal, my my the most satisfaction I get is is killing a turkey on public land. Mm-hmm. The easiest way to get one in Nevada is definitely through the landowner tags. Mm-hmm. But that's going to cost you a little bit. The, the landowners know what they've got too, and they they price it accordingly. Yeah, I would imagine they're getting more and more expensive every year too. Yeah, yeah. and I've gotten lucky. I've drawn I've drawn some Nevada tags over the years. I, uh, I hunted there last spring. Yeah, when you draw a tag like that from one of those states that is hard to draw for, I would imagine that's immediately going on your list of definitely going to. States. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, the, yeah. So yeah, the 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 schedule gets centered around that tag. Yeah, yeah. That was going to be my question: is how much planning do you do around that state at that point so i would imagine a a lot well i'm planning all year round Uh, i'm planning three years down the road but subject to the whims of of the draw i mean uh, every year i start my my schedule assuming i'm going to get that arizona gould's tag and then once i don't get it then i can start rearranging my schedule to, to adjust Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Do you drive to most of those states, Doc, or do you fly sometimes? Every every place but Hawaii. Drive. Wow. I've got I've got a van, big van, extended top, extended length uh, van that I that I stay in. I like to stay within my tent whenever I can, uh, but a lot of times I just stay in the van. Yeah, I like to put the I like to put the miles on the road. Heck yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Do you have any tips for stay like? I, I don't have a problem when I'm driving to a state staying awake. It's when I'm coming home, you know, and I don't have the, the turkey to look forward to. I get a little sleepy. Do you, do you have any tricks you use to stay awake on the road? I wish I did. I love to sleep when, when I'm on the road. I, if I could hire a driver to drive me around all spring, that, <laughs> I couldn't think anything better. <laughs> Wake hey. me up when we get to the turkey spot. <laughs> no, you just got to focus play a lot a lot of loud music and and roll the windows down let the cold air blow through your hair and (laughs) that's right stay focused be careful when you (laughs) pull over when you have to yeah that's where i've got part of that's the part of it that gets really old is the is all the endless hours on the road yeah yeah i can imagine because some of those states are a long ways from indiana yeah and I try to arrange the schedule so I, I can maximize, uh, minimize the distance in between. You know, I'll, every year I'll set up my schedule so I'm tra- traveling the least amount between stuck can. I hate yeah. to make those 20, 22, 24-hour drives. Those are killer. Mm-hmm. Those are killer. Yeah, that's got to be brutal. So uh, you, you're in a situation right now where you're five states away from finishing up Super Slam number four. Is that, uh, I should say, are those five states definitely on the list for 2021? Or are you in a position where you've drawn a tag 
for a state that's hard to draw for and you're going to concentrate in that part of the country where you may end up being you know on your way to super slam number five or six before you finish up number four question makes sense the way i've got my schedule set up this year and i'm kind of leaping through it i think all those all five of those states are going to make the list this year I'm also working towards my fifth. Uh, you know, my ultimate goal, I guess, just sort of because it's a, always been sort of a lucky number for me, is um, I want to complete five. So I'm nine states away from a, nine additional states, so 14 states total away from a fifth. So I'm kind of working both angles. I'm, I'm working to complete the fourth one as and whittling down the ones on the fifth. So. Gotcha. And I'm not on a time frame, you know. Uh, if it takes me two or three more years to do it all, that's that's fine as long as I'm still alive. And if I'm not, it's been a good run anyway. Yeah. But if I ever get there, don't hey, I got nothing to complain about. Yeah. Any thoughts on trying to kill some birds in Canada, or have you done that already? Uh, haven't really thought about it too much. I wouldn't mind. I just never had a, had a burning desire to go there. Same with same with oscillated. They don't gobble. They don't have a beard. They got wonderful spurs, but I've never really had a burning desire to go down there and kill one. If I yeah. if I got the opportunity and the price was really really right, I might do it. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of down on my list as well for the oscillated. The Goulds was an awesome trip, and I would definitely do Goulds again. And I'll, you know, if I live long enough, I'll do the oscillated here in the next five or ten years, but my hold-up, main hold oscillated has been, you know, I don't want to go and sit in a blind and deer hunt a turkey yeah. or, or yeah, an oscillated, kind of like you know, some people still. Or, or shoot one out of a tree, which is the way they used to kill them exactly. all the time. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they're making strides on, on being able to call them in, and so. Oh, they are. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. I'm going to wait. But he doesn't gobble. I mean, he's got his own call, and it's interesting, but that gobbles what what makes my short hair stand up and has since the first time I ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I wanted. That is true. That that would that would definitely be a part of the hunt that was missing on a turkey hunt. Yeah, for sure. And I you know, I'd love to kill a Goulds, but I really want my first Goulds to be on US soil. That's why I've been applying in Arizona for so long. Yeah. I can't knock you for that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the good old USA. <laughs> That's right. It is an American wild turkey, after all. That's right. <laughs> Very cool. So, Cameron, I've questioned Doc to death. I'm going to let you talk for a minute. Yeah, I appreciate it. Well, so, what? Where are you starting this next spring? I'm sure you have it all mapped out. Oh yeah, I got I guide down in Florida every year. So, Florida's first. Last year oh, nice. I went to Hawaii, and so I started in Hawaii. But most years, like I like for thirty. Three years, I think, I've started in Florida. Very cool. Love and my time in Florida. Guide professionally? I, uh, yeah. yeah. I spend okay. about a month down there uh, guiding and, uh, and hunting. I hunt on public land and guide on some private ground. Nice. Love my time down there. There's nothing else like it. It's, uh, it's the whole magical. new world down there, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing else like it. Yeah. You know, alligators, wild hogs, and, and bird life of all sorts. And then the turkeys and the swamps, and it's just you're hunting in the jungle. It's just there's just nothing else like it. Yeah, it's awesome. That's definitely true. It's one of my favorite places to go. I mean, it's 
it's just like you said it's there's nothing else like it it's a unique experience and it's the entire hunt you know yeah. it, it's i guess to me you know that part of the country is so unique just like every little spot out west is so unique to me it's just so yeah. different you know and you and then it's and florida is so different than what you're typical person thinks florida is mm-hmm. uh when you're turkey hunting in florida you know florida is cattle ranches and swamps and and rural you know and most people don't envision florida uh, as as florida really is my grandparents lived in florida all my life and my dad was raised there about half the time so i've always gone to florida and, and i've always ex- experienced the wild parts of florida and uh, it's really a magical place it's it's really awesome yeah and then they got the native floridians who are you know the old cracker cowboys and the, That's and right. the native floridians they're, they're such a colorful interesting people entertaining stories and i've had, i have some really special friends older friends down there that that i really value value them and uh, it's always great to spend time with them and we've got what i consider the best turkey camp in america we camp down there on a wildlife management area and uh i have a lot of people that have been going down to florida as long as i have and we have a core group of people that are uh, we'll have 25 or 30 people in camp that that first week especially the first 10 days of the season and we just have such a great time we we eat communal meals and, and sit around the fire plug fire pit and tell stories and a couple of lies and we just have a great time so it's all part of that it's a, there's so much that goes into why i love florida it's hard to, it's hard yeah. to not pin it down but it's it's really a special time yeah that's and we kill, the... some, we kill some birds we get some we get some turkeys on the ground too so it's always a good time that always helps yeah yeah <laughs> no doubt about it feathers in camp Speaking of killing turkeys, if it was spring and I said, Doc, I'll give you a million dollars if you go kill a turkey tomorrow and you could go anywhere in the United States, where are you headed? Mm. Give us the GPS coordinates. Yeah, no, I'm not asking that. I'm just <laughs> a little more broad. Yeah, it might be at my back door. I live in a really good spot. I got a lot of birds uh, right around my house. So, <laughs> and it's my favorite place in the world. Yeah, I was wondering if you'd go the the home field advantage route or you know a, a Rio Grande, as you said. You, know, you thought they were easy. If I had to, go, if I had to go kill a turkey, if I had to, I'd have to pick home turf or someplace I knew really well. But a lot of the lure. Uh, for me, a turkey hunt is stepping on ground where I've never been, and and uh, yeah. and still, be, still being able to come come away victorious. So, I I just love walking up on a ridge that that I've never seen before. That's why I, that's why I hunt the way I do. I hop around and go places I've never been. Every year, I don't I don't just keep going back to the same spots. I like to see something new. Yeah, yeah, I think that's pretty that's pretty accurate. That's that's half the fun of traveling is just seeing the new terrain. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there being able to hunt the same ground is invaluable if your goal is just to kill turkeys. I mean, the same yeah. turkeys will do this. Turkeys will do the same thing today that they did. 50 years ago in the same spot that's that's they do it because that that ground is conducive to what turkeys want to do so familiarity with your ground is invaluable but it's really interesting to be able to jump someplace you've never been yeah yeah 
I can tell you I'm going as far away from Alabama as I can <laughs> for Cameron's scenario. Yeah, I've been there, yeah. done that. Time to go back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I say that only last, half jokingly. Last spring, last spring was crazy, you know, with this COVID thing going on. There were people out in the woods turkey hunting where I've never seen people before. Oh, and I know. not just turkey. There were there were people camping and hiking and biking and birding and just getting out because they were all going, going stir crazy in the houses. But uh, it was an insane spring. Even out, I was out west most of the spring, and usually out west you don't see you don't see people for days on days on end. Mm-hmm. And there were people everywhere last year. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, did that your season last year? Well, the season ended up being pretty darn good. Um, I didn't have I didn't actually have very many instances of hunter interference. It's just there were a lot of people out and around. And, mm-hmm. and again, I was out I'm hunting out west. I think a lot of my friends that were back here in the east, they were running into a lot more people in the woods. Yeah. Um, I was seeing people, but I wasn't running into people. Yeah. Um, so everything ended up real going real well last year. I had a great spring. Good. Yeah, I've been I've been thinking about you know this thing may not be over by this spring, and you know I don't know if you've put any thought towards it, but maybe using what a what I saw last year to my advantage in some instances. I don't know because I think there's going to be a lot of people yet again if this thing's still hanging around. <laughs> oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's blowing up here right now. It's blowing up all over the country right now. It's definitely not going to be a time spring gets here. So we're we're going to have to fight through it again. I'm afraid it was devastating personally for me last year because 15 of my guys in Florida canceled uh, and they all canceled within two days of the season. So it was, it was a brutal spring and through that, but I don't think we're going to be through it at all. Yeah. And uh, it just kind of dawned on me the other day. I was like, you know, I may have to deal with the the pressure yet again, this coming spring. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I didn't even and, think about it. You know, we're going to be dealing with the fact that there's probably going to be fewer turkeys in a great many of these states, at least east well, of the Mississippi. Well, there's studies on that right now. Yeah, yeah. there were, there were uh, Mississippi was a big one, Kentucky, where they're, they're killing like 80% of their gobblers. So there's some serious uh, talks about going, going on about what an impact it's going to have. There's... We have, we, there are just so many people out turkey hunting right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the state agencies need to do to exactly correct it, but I don't, I don't know that the populations can handle two springs in a row of what happened last year. Right. That's a serious concern, and I think it has a lot of merit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was nuts, but hopefully, hopefully something happens. Maybe we don't have to worry about it. We may have to, but I'm still going to be out there chasing them, even if they're extinct. I'll probably still be out listening for the last gobble yeah the yeah. good news cameron is we have some great audio of some gobbling so we could just put that out in the woods there you and go just run that and we could just sit back and listen and call to it and like the old days yeah it'd be just <laughs> like hunting in alabama yeah. without <laughs> the gobble never come in yeah. oh goodness well we're creeping up on an hour here and you know, as much as I'd love to stay on the phone with you for about three more, Doc, I'm I'm not gonna 
ask you to do that, even though we're talking hey, about I'm my favorite fun. topic in the world. Yeah, we can keep doing this as long as you want. I got nothing to do. Don't yeah. say that now. <laughs> before <laughs> before we cut you loose, Doc, uh, would you mind sharing the story of your last turkey hunt? I think it was a fall hunt from what I saw on Facebook. Yeah, I killed a gobbler, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Our season is pretty early in, in Indiana, our fall season. It's in October, and I hunt a farm that's pretty close here to the house, and there's a there's always a flock of 9, 10, 12, 15 gobblers on it. There were nine this year, and I hunted them about a week and couldn't couldn't get one killed. They were real silent. They were not speaking. They were not. Opening day, my buddy and his wife, they had three gobblers. They called in, and they said they gobbled just like spring, came in fuzzed up and buzzing, and just had a spring hunt and opening day of fall. And they both killed gobblers. I never heard a turkey gobble until uh, two days ago. I finally heard one of these birds gobble. Mm. But they were real silent. I snuck down through there and saw them and circled and got around the head of them. And they didn't say anything, but they, they came sneaking that way about a half hour later. It was, it was a pretty quick hunt. Nice. No, no great thrill from you know answering calls or anything like that. It was just efficient. It's an efficient hunt, I guess. Yeah, all definitely a little bit different. Yeah, they're all a little different. Yep. Have you done any late winter turkey hunting anywhere? Not for a lot of years. We went to Missouri a couple of times. Uh, we hunted with an old famous guy named Leroy Brown. Dark. We hunted with him a couple of years, and that was pretty late in the fall. But not a whole lot, no. I'd like to. I wish our season was uh, late December in Indiana. I think it'd be a lot more fun then. Yeah. We're still pretty much all leafed out. I mean, all during turkey season here. And yeah. I'd like to see, I'd like to see more winter conditions, at least after Thanksgiving. I think they should move it back. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Where are you guys from? I'm from Tennessee. I live in West Tennessee. Oh yeah, they got they got a big fall season there, don't you? Well, they've scaled it back a lot over the years. Uh, the furthest west counties where my family farms and stuff are doesn't even have a fall season anymore, mm -hmm. and all the other counties they changed it now to gobbler only, and it's two weeks of shotgun season, and there is like a month long archery season, but. It's just September and early October, which is like yeah. you said, it's too early. Like it, it was still yeah. like hunting summer almost. Yeah, it's still hot, man. That especially down there. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it was, it was fun. I was able to get a gobbler this fall. I've gotten one the past two years, so it, it's fun. I've kind of made it a goal now to try to get a fall gobbler each year, which is it's it's fun to hunt them yeah. in the fall. It's a pretty time to be out anyway. I hunted in Kentucky one year, the late winter, and it, it was a day after Christmas, and I can't remember what year. But I was hunting a flock that was 33 long beards and 101 hens, wow. and I, I hunted them for about two weeks. And the day after Christmas, we had about an inch and a half of snow, and all these turkeys flew down into this little bitty pasture in the middle of the woods, and for the first two hours of the day, there never were there less than half of those gobblers strut, strutting. And they gobbled, and they yelped, and they cut, and they kikied, and they lost calls, and they, they the whole flock just was just was like a zoo. They were just calling like crazy, and it was just it was just a magical experience. And I ended up killing one of those gobblers. It was my first uh, bow kill. Oh. And that was a 
that was a late winter fall hunt. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was really neat. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, Doc, thank you for your time. I, I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed this, and I'd love to have you back on sometime and, you know, maybe dig a little bit deeper into the, the Super Slam conversation and just turkey hunting in general with you i've you know when i started this out i jokingly said it was going to be a really good one or a really bad one and i knew it was going to be a really good one and it is so i appreciate that i appreciate your taking time out of your schedule to share that with us and share your stories and share some knowledge with us that's always helpful and i know the listeners are going to love listening to this show anytime fellas this was fun i had fun too so very good. It's turkey hunt. We'll talk about it anytime you want to talk. Man, don't say <laughs> don't that. I'll, I'll I'll call you at about eleven o'clock tonight. So don't say that. <laughs> yeah. All right. When I'm on a eight hour drive to South Carolina or something, you might just get a call from me, and I'll be ready to talk for eight hours. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> no no way to make the time pass and turkey talking about turkey hunting. That's right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Doc. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I got to talk to you. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good luck. Thanks. Same to you. Have a great evening. All right, brother. See you. Goodbye. Man, that was awesome. Yeah. What do you think it would be like to just take off work for three months? And I almost offered to become his driver. I know it. (laughs) That was hard not to do. Hey, if if you let me hunt with you every morning, Doc, I'll drive you. Well, he's a nice enough guy to where he probably would. Yeah, or at least, you know, point me in the right direction. I don't, no, I'm, I'm with you, man. I'd, I'd give anything to be able to take three months straight. And who knows, maybe at some point in my life I'll be able to do it, but it's not right now. I just wonder if my old body could take it. I think mine could. I, I would want to do that at least once in my life, just from day one to day 70, whatever, or 80, however many days there are, chasing the whole time. Yeah, it would be unreal. And, you know, for me, it's just a matter of getting into that routine and just going and going and going. And, you know, I don't have to go as hard on day number 100 as I did on day number one. I just need to go. Yeah, that's right. Well, that was was a great interview. I really appreciate Doc coming on. He is an expert on traveling to kill wild turkeys. I guarantee you that much. Yeah, and really couldn't recommend enough to get his books. They're they're very interesting. They're kind of memoirs of his life, and they're full of great stories. I know I enjoyed them. Yeah, he's an excellent storyteller for sure. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, yeah, yeah. I thought it went well. I, I really liked it. Fantastic. Well, thank you for lining that up. Yeah, absolutely. I think this was good. We already got our guest lined up for next week. That's going to be an interesting topic for me, at least. I've never really talked about it so it should be fun it will be a good episode i'm looking forward to that so do we want to tease that a little bit or we just want to let it be a surprise i think we'll just leave it right there you know you got to show up next week to know what we're talking about sounds good to me well then what's the favor of the week this week oh man it is my turn yep tell you what all right this week's favor of the week this is going to be kind of specific if you're a listener to this show, and you found success this fall turkey season, send us a picture of your bird. Mm. So if you're a listener and you got you a fall bird this year, I'd like to hear about it. And you can send that to me on Instagram at thegobfather49, or you can post it and tag me, or you can send it to the Turkey Hunter podcast on Facebook. 
I think that'd be a cool way to get to know some of our listeners and get to see and hear about a turkey getting whacked this fall. You know, I don't think I've done this for you before, but this week you get five gold stars, two smiley faces, and two check plus marks. Holy cow. Th- you mind if was... I jump off real quick to go tell my wife? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great favor of the week, and you lined up a great interview for this week. So that's two pluses in your in your plus minus sheet co-host analysis sheet. <laughs> Make it making up for missing the interview last week. So, <laughs> well, you did it. You made up for it. Well, good. Very good. Well, then let's wrap this thing up. And uh, I mean, I'm. I'm ready for next week because when next week gets here, we're going to be less than four months away from turkey season starting in Alabama. So (laughs) I hate wishing myself older every year. You know, it sucks, but I'll take it because there's another turkey season around the corner every year that ticks by. So it's good stuff. So with that said, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week and We look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.